shit. Let's just end breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Yo. No bullshit news hour, October 8th, 2021. Don't bother looking for me on Facebook. I'm, <laughs> I'm locked out of my personal page now. If it's not one page, it's the other, not man. As, this is the worst product ever. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, who am I to complain? You know, like... Portnoy's getting what is shadow banned. <laughs> he is, yeah. That's yeah, right. well, we're getting shadow banned. Everybody's getting shadow banned. You can't even. I don't know about Portnoy. I, fuck that run. Anyway, <laughs> what's the? How's that guy make his living? Um. Well, he's got uh, he's got a pretty good product that people like. Is that yeah, a simple it's, enough? It's called answer? the Gambling House. It does have a. He All does right, have a so it's a gambling house. You're trying to get every working guy to go online and blow his life savings. Or double it. You're about three feet tall. You never played a sport. You were never good with chicks. Stop whining. You got a casino. Us? We're just trying That's to serve the public. Good morning. Whoa. The hell was that? Oh, that was over One there. One of our guests. Yeah. It's over there. Brian. Brian's with us. That's real cool. Listen, t you know, today's going to be about, you know, doing for others. Everything's so mean and selfish. We got, you know, Brian Woodward. You know what I mean? He quadriplegic got... got thrown off of his, his health care when he was promised yep. in the old way that Michigan used to do its no-fault auto. So here's a man, we made him a promise. You know what I mean? We said yep. we'd help him, he paid into it, and now we're not, right? It's awful. Yeah, you know, Peggy's with us too, Peggy Campbell, the, the co-founder of We Can't Wait, an advocacy group whose sister's also quadriplegic, I think. Man, we, we, what are we doing? We just throw we're throwing everybody in the ash pile. The kids, the first responders, each other, our old people. No, this one, it doesn't matter where you are in the political spectrum. It's it's your money. Mm -hmm. We're we all decided we're gonna help each other to some extent, and we're not. Damn it. And I know why Facebook threw me off. I know why they threw me off. Why? Because uh, well here, let me let me tell you why. Here's why they didn't throw us off. Here's why they keep us on, because it's brought to you by the No Bullshit News Hour. Uh, by the way, while I do these, share, share, share. I don't even know if it matters. <laughs> it matters. It's, they're on, Charlie. It's, we, we, don't, we don't have our usual full crew, but the crew is, is tuned in. I think that week that you were hacked, it threw a lot of people off, but they're there. Yeah, but see, that, that was my business page. That's the, what do you call it, the fan page. Yeah. The Filipinos stole that, and we got it back. And then Facebook went dark because they got mad at us. <laughs> the Filipinos wanted our page so badly that they started hunting around the world and shut the whole damn thing off, going, where's LaDuff and the No Bullshit News Hour? We're hijacking it. Those guys talk the truth. So now they got my, my personal page. <laughs> we'll get it Probably, back. What does your hat say? I can't see it. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Can you see it? Greg? It says what? Go ahead, read it. My 
my other hat is <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> every, everybody's saying they love your hat. I couldn't read it, so it's, okay, I well, got fin it. finish it's reading right. it for those listening, Karen. <laughs> I did. It says my other hat is tinfoil. <laughs> read it. And this one is made in the Philippines. In the Philippines. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm against that Trans-Pacific Partnership. That was a good idea. Listen, no bullshit news hours brought to you by American Coney Island, Detroit's oldest family-run restaurant and the birthplace of the famous Detroit Coney Dog, chili, mustard, and Vidalia onions. No ketchup. Thank you. Downtown at the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue. Can't miss it. The very clean, very striking red, white, and blue building shaped like a slice of pie, which they also have fresh every day. Um... If you're still one of those, don't want, uh, look, you got your face stuffed with them, bro. Mm. Listen, if, if you don't want to leave the house, if you're still one of those, you can s do this. It's getting to be the holidays again. Football season. Send a Coney kit, a dozen dogs with all the fixings right to your grill. Show up right on your door. I pack it, guaranteed. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. And also, ADR. ADR, y'all wonder what ADR stands for. It means all done right. Right? <laughs> you can't, it really? Yes. Well, I don't know what the hell it means. Yes. You never tell me. It's just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making okay. it up. But here's what's not made up. Here's what's true. Then get it done and cut the red tape and get your projects moving. They can interface with City Hall. You want to get mad. Once you get mad, nobody answers the phone. You call ADR. They are experts in construction demolition deconstruction rehab project management owner rep services technology deployments get it done the way it should be done without excuses and improve your bottom line you can't be sitting here losing money no no that's everybody knows and nobody working adr is working because it's all done right ethical honest smart call barry ellen tuck for a free consultation 248-318-9424 I'm serious. I'm serious. 248-318-9424. Barry, my little boutique community trying to jack my taxes up again. Mm. I'm calling. Boutique community. 248-318-9424. And, and as always, hit me with it. Hit me with Luke Nowacki. Remember, the market's up and down like a fat man on a seesaw. <laughs> You're going to do What are they doing? They're talking about... Printing platinum coins and putting them in yeah. the treasury. Yeah, one big one. One trillion dollars in platinum coins minted with a thousand dollars in platinum. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Luke knows what's going on. Inflation, interest rates, what's the moves? Stocks, bonds, precious metals. What do you do with your 401k? How do you get the kid to college? No idea. Are you in the right investments? Is your pension fund meeting its projected return? I have no idea. Uh, you don't. I need someone to call. Listen, folks, I tell you this every week. There's a reason I'm talking about these people every week. They're the gold standard. Or maybe platinum. <laughs> Could be copper. Oil. I don't know. Call Luke. He'll tell you. 248-663-4748. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. 248-663-4748. Before I gotta get something straight. I know I'm not gonna kill myself. There's nothing wrong. I put something on Facebook last night. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I can't 
exactly tell you what I put on Facebook because I no longer can get on Facebook. But it was something like this. It's much easier to pray for an asshole than to visit one. And having said that, if you have any time and you're thinking about it, maybe you could put in a good word for me. That's, that's what I wrote. That's what I wrote. Did you see my response, Charlie? At first, people got it. Like, yeah. It was kind of funny. And then people started responding with prayers, which is really nice. Thank you for the prayers. And then I wake up and I've got notes from Melbourne, Australia, London, England. Well, that's nice. Chicago. Going, bro, are you all right? Yeah. My own brother's like, bro, are you uh, all right? Really? So yeah. now the whole world's worried about you? Well, it's, it's kind of good because the people I thought I didn't get along with anymore. And now you can't even. Think I'm going to off myself. So when I'm actually dead, it's all forgotten. <laughs> well, and now you can't even get on that Facebook to respond, so people are going to be really worried about yeah, you. Yeah, listen, tell him. No, it, was, it wasn't It was a joke. It was just, you know, a snappy repartee. Yeah. Here, here's, because I'm reading a book, rereading it. It's called The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. He did, like, you know, Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the mm -hmm. Wardrobe. Best friends with Tolkien, who wrote The Hobbit and stuff. Yep. They were sort of like theologians, Christian, Christian theologians. Yep. Mm -hmm. So what The Screwtape's Letters is, it's uh, letters back and forth between Screwtape, who's a senior demon in hell, and his nephew, who's a novice and doesn't know what to do, Wormwood, right? Yep. And they're talking about how to really trick people into being evil. It's not about shooting drugs and robbing and murdering. It's the petty little things we do, the, the things that Facebook actually is promoting, right? Like, uh, I'm going to read you one, a, a quote from it. This is... Uh, uh, screw tape, writing to Wormwood. We must picture hell as a state where everyone is perpetually concerned about his own dignity and advancement, where everyone has a grievance and where everyone lives with the deadly serious passions of self-importance and envy. Mm. And that's fucking true. Yeah, selfishness. I mean, we're losing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When people complain, and it's, it's, it's righteous, you, the mass mandate for your kid in the school... Do you even know what's going on down the road in, in, in Detroit? I know a school. Karen knows the school. Red knows the school. It's an elementary school, 400 kids, and there's 10, 10 abandoned, blown out, open houses mm. right around the school. There's four, it's right in the neighborhood and a blown out apartment block. And the city owns all of it. And this is what we're telling the children of the future. This is what we think. We're not taking it down. Who would put up with that? So we all got to be together for everybody's baby because the people in that neighborhood got no power and nobody listening to them except all of us. Aunt Karen? You're absolutely right, Charlie. I mean, but that's, that's what we've become. You know, we're concerned about our own little circle, our own little bubble. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, we are myopic in our in our daily engagements and we don't know and appear not to care about anything or anybody else. Yeah. And it's easy when it's out of sight, out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah. What's well, out of sight if you choose not to look at it? I mean, if anybody that's willing to open their eyes, you can see that, you know, we're, we're not all living the same. You know, there are a lot of challenges um, and, and people are going through a lot. I mean, they really are. But you you choose to see what you're receptive to seeing. That's it. You know, and, uh, you know, I was talk Red actually went to this elementary. And I want to give it up because I'm, you're taking it down, Mayor. You're fucking taking that down, right? 
Red went to the school as a kid. He got yeah. busted back in busing yeah, in the city. Of course he did. Yeah. Interesting. And I think about those kids. I think about Brian yeah. laying in the bed. I think of Peggy's sister. I'm thinking of all the people downtown that ain't got two nickels to rub together. I'm looking at Homeless. the billions that were given billionaires. I'm for development. I'm a capitalist. I'm for the government getting out of the way. But we all together know that there's some things that we share in. And it's got to be each other. And it's not getting there. And this is really the root of why everybody's so angry. Mm -hmm. And we can do better. And we're here to say that. Share, share, share. Hello, Philippines. <laughs> share, share, share. How do you say share in Tagalog? <laughs> share. Share, yeah, yeah. Share. Yeah. Everybody knows. All right. You got okay. some listeners from Texas, Charlie. They're saying hey. <laughs> oh. Hey, Texas. Oh, I got Howdy. Here, Texas. I was going to say this later in the program. Want to hear something from Texas? Yes. That border is so out of control that we're sending border patrol from the north. Yeah. You know, specifically Michigan. Around here, yeah. Right? Uh -huh. You know, up up uh, Seattle. I've seen, I've seen emails. Okay. I know a guy. He coming home for personal reasons, right? And he gets on the plane on the border, 737, and he's on the plane with a bunch of the, the migrants that, that came in. Haven't been processed. They don't have COVID shots, right? <laughs> oh, boy. And he's on the same fucking airplane with them. Oh. They're going in the interior. He's going home, and he's like, thank God we're wearing masks, because I think that's the guy we were investigating for human trafficking. Oh, boy. And we, we eventually had to give it up. Couldn't do DNA with the little kid whose hand he was holding. And now he's in the interior. And so. On the same flight. Probably in an aisle seat, Here's a too. public servant. Here's one of our boys. Here's a guy trying to keep everybody, everybody, yeah. including the migrants. And he's sitting on a plane going, what the fuck? <sighs> so no, no vaccine for people coming in illegally, and yet I understand why you're angry about being told by the school board what to do, but don't lose your mind. People got it worse than you. I, I wish we'd be doing this for bigger reasons. I'm, I'm not diminishing... Big brother telling me what to do whatsoever, but big brother not doing what he's paid to be doing. That's huh? true. God damn. All right, look. Part of that is the no-fault redo, right? What happened was this July, insurance as we know it in Michigan, personal injury protection, that part of insurance. Not the collision, not the property, just if you hurt yourself or somebody else. There was a big pot of money. It's been around for decades, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're catastrophically injured, there's a gigantic $23 billion fund where we promise, right, that you will get the care you need to the end of your days till you go on to meet the maker, and hopefully it's the right one, right? And yeah. by the way, I'm okay. Thank you for your well wishes. Totally okay. I'm worried about you, Okay. They, what happened was, remember I told you about the Mackinac Pig Fest? Yes. The Mackinac Policy Conference, where all the reporters go up there and shine the knobs of big business and big government. Over oysters and champagne. Uh, oysters and champagne. It's disgusting. And there it is. I Googled it. Gretchen Whitmer signing it. This great insurance redo. This is our government. With the Republicans behind her. Going to lower our very high auto insurance rates. 
right? It's supposed to work, but it doesn't. It doesn't work. And I want to I wanna welcome in Peggy Campbell, co-founder of We Can't Wait, right? A, a group of at least 6,000 people wanting to get something fixed. And Brian Woodward, who in 1983 had a catastrophic uh, auto accident. He's a paraplegic. Uh, his intended care was provided by no fault. And on July 1st, he had to give it up because of a 45 cut in reimbursements to those that give him care. So now they go broke. He's living in a nursing home. You know what those are like. And he's in and out of the hospital because he can't get the proper care he used to give. Welcome in, Brian. Thank you. Welcome in, Peggy. Hello. So, Peggy, lay out what the fuck is happening here. Well, this um, auto no-fault reform, the bill was signed in 2019 in May of 2019 to, for these cuts to take effect in uh, May of 20, uh, July 1st, 2021. And it did happen. And I realized that uh, there were many, as many other people did, that there were so many problems with this bill with no fault reform that had to be fixed. And even the governor, when she signed it, she said, I know it's not perfect, but we can fix it. And over the course of two years, there were bills that were introduced, but just died. So this bill's designed to lower our insurance, right? Right. But it didn't lower our insurance. Anybody knows their insurance getting lowered? No. So what, what this really did, Peg and Brian, was... It gave you a choice. Like you could pay for the mat. We all used to have to pay the same. Well, yeah, we did for personal injury protection. And now unlimited personal injury protection. Unlimited. Right. N now you can pick less coverage for mm -hmm. less money. And that's how your bill goes down. But allegedly, the bill doesn't go down. So what's what's left out of it, Peggy? Well, the, the thing is, what they did is they also, with reducing that that um, that um, catastrophic fund payment, the PIP, and you can choose lower levels, they made cuts to the reimbursement that the catastrophically injured people are getting by 45%. So people like my sister and Brian have their care cut by 45%. And there's nobody in business who can absorb a 45% cut. And so consequently, um, many providers have gone out of business and have or have had to stop taking no-fault patients. And that's exactly what's happened with Brian. And so when he couldn't have caregivers in the home, well, Brian, I shouldn't be talking for you. Thanks, Peggy. I was just going to interrupt Brian you. I'm like, and many other people couldn't have the care that they, how that many? they had for years with caregivers. How many, Peggy? Uh, there's 17,000 catastrophically injured people. 17,000. And there's, a, um, there's a, a, a pool of money, and it's called the... Michigan, Michigan Catastrophic, Catastrophic Claims, Claims Association. How much MCCA. money? How much money's in there? $23 billion. $23 billion dollars from We the Drivers, and we threw 17,000 people on the ash bin. Brian, how are you, brother? Um, I've been better. 
Yeah, you you go. Tell us what's happening with you. Yeah, right now, um, I'm uh, as you said in a nursing home slash rehab, and um, uh, I'm not able to live in my own home, which which I own, and uh, um, I'm losing my business, which was a uh, a rental business because I can't afford to stay home. And the uh, job that I had is I had to go on uh, short-term medical leave, and now that's over, so that job is done, and I'm kind of out on a limb. I don't know what to do but stay here. And on top of all that, with all the flooding, my, my house flooded, so I had to get all that repaired, too. Let me ask you something, Brian. Do you own your home outright or do you have a mortgage? No, I own it outright. So you're not going to lose that. You're not as bad off as some other people like you in your position. Right. But well, eventually, I mean, if, if I don't have the money to pay the taxes, it's eventually going to go away. So here's a functioning man. You, uh, you're quadriplegic. You, you can't move from the neck down. Is that right? That's correct. But you're a completely functioning, man. Your brain's completely intact. You're pulling your own weight, so to speak, except for the big medical bills you have, right? You're, you're, you're a contributing member of society. Right. And you're going to yes, lose I, it. I pay my taxes. I, I participate in the, the community. I, I go to church and all praise God. I sing in a choir. Um, I go hunting, I go fishing, um, you know, I, I contribute to our great society that we have. And it's great. Cause we got guys like you, how the fuck do you hunt? How do, <laughs> how do you hunt? <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother story in itself. We're going to have to go hunt with it. We're going to, yeah, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to get this shit fixed, Bry. And we're going to get you back to your home where you're happy. That's what, yes. right? Peggy, this is outrageous. It, it's, it's not perfect. If it's not fucking perfect, then don't sign it. Right. This is money for the big boys. Insurance companies don't want to pay. It's now capped. Catastrophic uh, payouts are what? 600000 a year? Is that right? By the insurance company. Each insurance company, when somebody's catastrophically injured... They'll pay out six hundred and I think it's eighty thousand dollars. And then once the insurance company has paid that, the claim is turned over to the catastrophic fund, and that's where the twenty-three billion dollars come in. So the insurance companies are are not paying millions of dollars. It's the catastrophic fund that you and I, anybody who lives in Michigan, has bought insurance in the past has paid into prior to the snowfall reform. That money was promised to people. Should they be injured, they would be taken care of unlimitedly for the rest of their lives with these funds. And now they're saying, nope, sorry, we're cutting it by 45%. And that includes um, not only your um, home health care aids, but your medications, your transportations, durable equipment, 
home modifications. There's just a whole host of things. Something so simple as someone coming and cleaning your bottom. Right. God damn it. Nobody's there. So, look, do we still pay into this catastrophic fund? If you choose to have the unlimited um, insurance, the highest level PIP, then you pay into the catastrophic fund. I think it's $70 a year. Do people, do people still draw from it? There is, I believe, a separate fund that has been set aside with the, the change. So starting in 2019, there's a separate catastrophic fund. So what happens to this, what happens to this $23 billion fund that we all paid into? What are they doing with that? Well, so that's the very good question, Charlie, because every year there is an estimated amount of money that is uh, set aside for the survivors when an accident occurs the actuarials compute how much you will need for the rest of your life. And then they divide it by the number of years. So every year they have a certain target that they think will be spent for catastrophically injured patients. If that amount is not spent, then 20% is refunded to the auto insurance companies, Hmm. even though we all have paid into that. So fund. this fund is never in danger of going broke. Uh, well, if the insurance companies keep getting refunded. No, 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 no. Just look. Well, you're not, now you're getting in the weeds and I don't like it. Let's look. It's now capped. Those that were really drawing out of it aren't getting, they're getting like Correct. half, half. This Correct. fund, this fund will never run out. That's correct. Who's because, controlling you know it what? and what are they doing with it? They invest the money. And then who, and and then who it, gets that money? It's, it's sitting in the fund, just waiting. And when all this crumbles and falls apart and people are taken care of by the state because they're in nursing homes or families are exhausted taking care of people, their loved ones, then that fund will be divided up to the insurance companies. Ooh, okay. So if they don't spend the money, it goes back to the insurance companies. Yeah. Right, okay. We don't, we don't get it. Thank you. Pretty simple. Brian, how'd you end up in that bed? What happened to you in 1983? Um, I was riding with a friend, and uh, he lost control of a pickup, and I was thrown out. And um, I, I don't fly very well like Superman, and I... I land even worse, so I landed on my hand and broke my neck. Fuck. Jesus. Now, by the grace of God, Brian, in 1989, I graduated college. We're going up to Mackinac Island where I got summer work, like, you know, redoing tennis courts and shit. And my friend's driving. She falls asleep up on 75 going up there. We go off the ravine, you know, those really steep ones. It rolled like six times. I got thrown out the window. I cracked the vertebrae in my neck. I was in the hospital for like six weeks. Wow. So one wow. inch, and I'm laying where you're laying, brother. You know what I mean? You're a handsome yeah. guy. You seem to be a really righteous guy. I can't, we can't let this happen. 
Well, you seem to have a very good attitude about life in general, but I can't imagine when July 1st and the law took effect, what it's done to you. Like, how are you feeling about it? Are you just, are you're not resigned, are you? No, I'm angry about it. And I've been protesting and been at the Capitol and uh, been one of the, the outspoken uh, people that have gone to town hall meetings and, you know, any, anything that I can do to let people know what's happening. Because not only is the uh, catastrophic fund affected, people don't realize that, yeah, okay, you, you may get um, the unlimited medical, but it's going to be at the 45% cut. And so what are you going to do with it? It ain't worth anything. You need that 100%. Otherwise, you're going to end up going bankrupt. Man, Peggy, why weren't people grandfathered? What? What's this? What? What? Look, look at Mark. All of a sudden, Mark's interested. I'm very interested. Where in this you topic. been, Mark? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. I'm just wondering, and I wondered if there was ever any explanation why people that thought they had unlimited coverage before the law was signed, why they weren't grandfathered in. Has that ever been explained? Not, not thoroughly. Um, nobody was when the spill was being heard. Uh, no, nobody from uh, the injured uh, communities were allowed to testify. They weren't allowed to testify. Wow. Wait, Correct. wait, not allowed because you asked to testify? Oh, yes. Okay. And we, right there. People were not allowed in. Okay. Now, um, you really active here. And listen, you can go to Facebook, Facebook, um, and you can, you can monitor, you can join, you can watch. It's We Can't Wait. Right? Facebook page. Okay. We can't wait. Facebook group. Now you've. And we, we share information. And you've got. I'm, I, I know this is becoming an issue. Our policymakers, our representatives, our legislatures are starting to get on board. We have about 200 of them between the two bodies in Lansing. How many have signed on with you to get Brian back what he needs? Uh, we have a majority of people who have signed on to um, to, ch to change the law. But the question about grandfathered in, yeah. 72 uh, lawmakers have said, and they've signed an amicus, uh, amicus file to a lawsuit saying that when they signed the law, originally they thought that the survivors were being grandfathered in. Well, and listen, they were time very out. Very surprised I'm, to hear they. I were. was very surprised because I was having lunch with a lobbyist and I didn't bother to read the fucking legislation. Wow, that's what happens. So when you vote, stop voting for the sexy one. Stop talking to one giving you talking points. Elect boring, competent people that do your business. Yes. I didn't know. You know a, a lot of this stemmed from the astronomically high auto rates that Detroit had. Now, if you remember, they proposed a, a, a D insurance and Mike Duggan wanted to pro promote a specific insurance of lower coverage in the city. People, people throughout the state. Now, Charlie, hold on. People throughout the state said, well, hey, we want lower insurance, too. And they kept saying that the high insurance rates in Detroit were because of unlimited personal injury protection. Not true, because you could drive five miles to Gross Point or somewhere else. They still had unlimited personal injury protection, but their rates were lower. So that's the convoluted conversation 
to me that helped drive these changes that ultimately were were not advantageous um, to Brian and to Peggy's sister and to the thousands of other people. Okay, okay. Mike Doug in Detroit. Look, here it's real simple, Karen. We could have put in some legislation, real simple, where you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to. Everybody's paying the same rate, right? The, the problem here is when people think about auto insurance, right? PIP, PIP, personal injury protection. That's the minimum. Everybody's got to get that in case you run somebody over or you get run over. The rates, the, the big shit that we pay for that, that have gone up are like, oh, I got collision on my car. I went and bought a new truck. You got to have insurance. It didn't do anything for that. And we got tricked thinking yeah. that was going to fix it. It didn't exactly. address it didn't address the minimum. It didn't address that at all. In fact, as Peggy said, legislators thought, you know, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> I didn't know that was in there. It didn't accomplish what it was supposed to accomplish except hooking up big business. In this case, it's the insurance companies, correct, Brian? That's correct. Correct, Peggy? Yeah. Anytime, Mr. Mayor, I know you've been on other podcasts and we'll do 25 minutes and that's all we're going to talk about. Knowing full well, none of us know it either. If the legislature don't know it, how do we, how do we know it? Well, we know it now. Say it for me, Brian. Fix the shit. Fix the shit. Peggy, say it for me. Fix the shit. Fix the shit. Karen, say it for me. Fix the shit. Fix the, you know what? <laughs> the poop poop. You're trying to get me to curse. Everybody out there listening, share, 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 and give me a type. Fix the shit. We've already paid for this. Yeah. We've already paid. Doesn't cost us a nickel. It's a hijack. We want, I'm going to remind you something. Y'all love first responders, paramedics, fire people, police people. Remember the Detroit bankruptcy? And they took away everybody's health insurance. That included guys like Brian, my buddy Doogie. Building fell on him, lost the use of his legs. They gave him $300 a month for colostomy bags and told him to fuck off. This is not the America I envisioned coming into my good years. And I'll be goddamn if we're going to leave it for our kids. And I'm not going to let Brian, and what's your sister's name, Peg? Barbara. Barbara. We're not going to let him get bed sores. Brian's in a freaking nursing home. We don't fund those. Brian, how's your care over there? Uh, actually, this one's not too bad. The one I had before that was terrible. And uh, I ended up in the hospital several times. And I've been in the hospital a couple of times over here. Why, why were you in the hospital? Um, because of the care that I was getting and they don't really know how to take care of a quadriplegic because we actually need one-on-one care um, so that when something happens, we can take care of it right away. Did you get not, bed sores? Not ring, a, not ring a buzzer and wait a half an hour for somebody to show up. Did you, did you, I, I, I hate to be, I'm just going to do it, brother, because you know we all want to know what the nursing homes are like. If you relieved yourself and you rang, did, did you get help right away? Did somebody come help clean you up? Um, not right away, no. Um, you can, I mean, it can, it can be a while. What about bed sores? Did you get any? Well, 
thank God I have not. Um, because of the home care that I had, I do not have any. Um, but if I continue here, uh, I can see them coming. Just lay there all day. Yeah. By yourself, do you have a roommate or is it just you in a room? Just me in a room. Okay. That's that's unacceptable. All of that is unacceptable. It's a, it is. All right, Peggy, listen. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you the second to last word. And this is going to be, what can people do? How can they help? Where can they get more information? Who can they write to? What's happening on the horizon? Well, people... People can come to our We Can't Wait Facebook group. We have information there about uh, where to write, who to contact. Um, telephone calls are the most um, useful um, to get to legislators. Um, right now, we're targeting certain people. We know who's with us and we know who we need to persuade. So if people just come to our We Can't Wait Facebook group, we will, we will um, let them know. We're, like Brian said, we're becoming much more vocal and outspoken, and we're taking to the streets, and we're starting to protest because we need to be heard. We need people to hear us, and we need people to understand what's going on and how this is just a, a real catastrophe and a disgrace that's going on to our most vulnerable citizens in the state. So we need everybody's help. And Brian, you got the last. You got the last word, brother. Okay, uh, letters and and phone calls are the most meaningful um, to to get to these people because if you send them an email. They just pigeonhole it. They set a, a rule so that, that if anything comes in concerning NOFA, it just goes off in a in the wonderland. And uh, there's so many things that these legislators can do to help us out. But they uh, the main ones are in the insurance groups in both the House and the Senate that need to be talked to. And they need to to do something because they're the ones, the insurance groups in both the House and the Senate are the ones that are sitting on this. And they need to take action and get it out on the floor and let people vote on it. I mean, in the past, this has come up several times in votes and um, <clears throat> on the floor. And it's always been voted down by the people and you know, by the legislators, but now they go out on the uh, the most non-accessible island in Michigan so that the wheelchairs can't go out there. And, uh, <laughs> and they make this bill in the middle of the night that nobody can even talk about. Son of a bitch. And look, again, folks, this isn't a handout. We already paid for it. So, yeah, so, it's already sitting there. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, here's a, I got a third solution. What we can do is let the big boys have our 23 billion, and we can just wait for 17,000 people to die. 
And then it'll be, you know, in a decade, it'll be done. And Not to mention all the small long-term care facilities that are closing and yeah. people, people are out of jobs. That, yeah, you know. right. Yeah. Right. All the, all the caregivers that you might yeah. need. Because remember, they don't just take care of people in car accidents. They take care of people that fell down the stairs. Yep. Right. They take care of a lot of things. They're going out of business. So we can either let Brian waste away. He's a really cool dude. Or we can help him. I know what I'm going to do. Stay tuned. Brian, before we go, I, I never tried this through Zoom. It's usually an in-person thing. You're a believer in Christ Almighty, are you not? I am. I'm just going to place hands on you virtually. Okay. And, and I'm going to summon the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, brother, get up out of that bed and yes. walk. Walk, yes. please, Lord. Work, work through, through all of us, the community. Give Brian his vigor. Give him his spine. Give him his movement. Because, yes. because the, the, the hill that man builds and stands on always falls. Please, now, get up and walk, Brian. Get up. Yes. Did it work? It's... It's coming. It and never fucking works. It never works. It, it never works. You know why? It's because I don't got the Holy Ghost coming yeah. to me properly. Well, and you're not in a tent. I'm not good. It's, at it's, because it's, the, it's the technology disconnect. Yeah, you don't have go. to go visit Brian. So, <laughs> but we're but we're praying for you, Brian. And people like Peggy and thousands of others are pulling. Because I tell you, the insurance thing is not just as it relates to catastrophic. It is screwed up at every level. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is, it's, it's the redo-do. That's what it is. It's not a redo. Huh. It's the redo-do. It's horrible. Hey, Brian, did they have a COVID ward in your nursing home there? No, every time a COVID one comes in, they ship them back out. Where do they ship them to? Out, um, like, like out of the building? I'm guessing, I'm guessing a hospital. One of my friends right now who's a quadriplegic in, in emergency, um, Coughing up blood because he has COVID. Did he catch it in the nursing home? I don't, I'm not sure where he got it. Well, there's that too. Okay. Listen, uh, God bless brother. I'm, I'm going to get a hold of you. Uh, thank you for your time, Peggy. Thanks for fighting the fight. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you for, for having, having us on. Oh, yeah. you can, you Listen, can hang out. We, we got more cool shit. We're going to do. If you want to hang out. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Peggy, our, Peggy's already looking like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I don't know if this was such a good appearance. <laughs> oh, no, you're with the bullshit news out. We get business done. We get it you done. You do. You do. Very good. Right? Because uh, we're for the people. This and is... you notice, I don't care if you wear a red hat or a pink pussy hat. Like this is just wrong. I mean, it's this all is, just wear the same. Bad governance. This is the a phenomenal example of bad governance when the money that we've already paid in is now controlled by the MCCA, which their board of directors is the insurance company. I mean, they're we know where they want to put the money. They want to give it back to the insurance company. Okay, and to be fair, you Horseshit. know, we, you know, like we, we try always try getting the governor. We try getting the attorney general, the mayor. Nobody wants to speak. So I guess we're gonna scrounge around for somebody to defend this. Y'all know how it goes on this yeah, program. No one's going to defend it. You can't defend this, though, Charlie. And and again, if you look, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with this at a much lower level than what Brian is dealing with. And I'm telling you, it is all a game. The hospitals, the lawyers, the insurance companies, the consumer doesn't have a, 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 a snowball's chance in hell 
of coming out for, for anything in spite of how much money we pay for insurance. All right. So that's it, Michigan. Wake up. Wake up. That's what's going on. That's big stuff moving and you don't know it. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to show you the next stuff that's moving. Um, before I go on a rant, let me just tell you about Hall Financial. Listen, Brian, if, if you're not going to be able to get back to your house, right? You might, and, uh -huh. and you got bills to pay and you want to refi. I tell you who you call to get, to get the best deal, get the best rate, get the best treatment. They'll come, they'll deal with you. It's Hall Financial. They close the majority of their loans in eight business days or fewer. You hear me on that? Who am I talking about? Okay, Hall Financial. Hall Financial. Yeah, David Hall. Like, five-star reviews, bro. They'll take care of you. Like, they'll come. You can speak on the phone. You can go virtual like this. You never know. Everybody. We all, like, there's a, you know, take advantage of the rates as they're low now. They're still at historic yep. levels. Yep. All right? Make sure you understand your financial situation is step one. And before you go shopping for a home or for a refinance of your home, go to Hall Financial first. Uh, just go to No BS News. Web is anybody going to our website? I don't know. No, listen. Go to <laughs> DavidHallMortgage.com. DavidHallMortgage.com. Put in LaDuff. Or you can call 248-308-5000. You said LaDuff sent me. That carries a lot of weight. You don't get what you need there, and you say LaDuff, LaDuff are going to call for you. That's my guarantee. That's how much I believe in David Hallmark. Huh? How was that? Agreed. All right. I'm calling him today. Well, Mark already did. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call him again. I did. Bob did. That's what we do here. Mm -hmm. We don't talk. You know what, Peggy and, and Brian? We're not some scumbag show. We don't have people advertising here. We don't believe it. That's why they really don't change. We're not like that. We're not looking to get rich anymore. Remember the screw tape letters. It's not about self-importance, okay? I'm not grieved. I found a good place in life. I want, I, I want to bullshit. It's really hard to give up all that Emmys and cocktails and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Look at me with, mm, look at this. You ever notice that? You ever notice the media personalities and their Facebook posts? <laughs> the duck face. <laughs> Perfect lighting. Yeah. Look at it. Who put Put your kids on there. Okay, put no, your kids on I agree with that. I ain't gonna tell you what to do. You do what you do, you weirdos. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing. Yeah. Are, are you on um are you on Medicare, Brian? I am not. Because you're not old enough, right? Um, I'm 62. I can I can get on it. Okay, why aren't you on it? Um, because I just lost my job. I had I had Blue Cross. Okay, so you're going to have to get on it soon. Yes. Do you have a lot of questions, I'm sure, about it? I'm sure. Okay, you know what you do, bro? You, okay. look, you go to MediGuide. Okay, look, the government makes all sorts of rules and regulations. As you know, that's why you're laying there and not at home. There's hundreds yeah. of rules just on when you're supposed to sign up, brother. You can get it wrong, and when you get it wrong, you can get penalties for life, right? So right. don't worry what do you do? How do you get an explanation? That's where MediGuide comes in. I want you to listen to me. Hall, right? David Hall, when you're thinking about Hall. your home, and MediGuide, they have licensed agents. Listen to this, Peggy. At MediGuide, who do nothing but Medicare all day long. You call, they answer your questions. They're here in Michigan. So you can meet with them face-to-face -face if you want, bro. 
to make sure you understand your options and pick the best one that's for you. Write it down. Peggy, you'll get it to them. And best of all, their services come at no cost. No cost. You pay nothing. So when you... That's the best price. Right on, brother. They're licensed, <laughs> right? So they'll walk you through it. You don't just call Peggy and go, what do I do? You know what I mean? Right. You, you, uh, how are you going to figure it out? You call Medigai. You call 888. Write it down, Peggy. 970. Two, okay, 888. Better get a pen, Charlie. Give her I a got second. it. She got okay. a pen, Karen. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to make sure that she doesn't miss the number. Yes, madam. 888-970-2940 or go to yourmedicareguide.com. And it's it's all real easy. Yourmedicareguide.com. You're going to need wow. that. And, uh, you know, we pay for that too, folks. We made a promise to everybody. Look at look at it, look at Brian. He's a handsome motherfucker. Yeah, he's sharp, man. He, does, yeah. he doesn't was, look sixty-two I was, though. Karen, I was, I was, you said you're sixty-two. You don't look sixty-two, Brian. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, uh, Mark looks sixty-two. I, I feel all. 62. You look better in that bed, Brian. And Mark does sitting here at this control deck. I would I, not argue with that. Look at the neck on this guy. Here, get a close up of his neck. Leave Mark's neck alone. <laughs> <laughs> better haircut too. <laughs> Okay, so um, here's here's the deal. The atten- it's not just no fault, right? It's not just nursing home. It's everything. You got this queued up for me? Mm-hmm. Okay, look, the attention in the Detroit and Michigan public square, especially down here, is is focused on small-time crookery. That's what we're all into. City council members on the make for the equivalent of a cheap suit and a sagging bag of carry-out chicken. But the real hustle, as you just heard, is being orchestrated in the penthouse boardrooms of our so-called titans of industry who can't seem to cobble a development deal without holding out the proverbial tin cup. Huh? Think about that. Almost every deal of any consequence in Detroit since the municipal bankruptcy includes massive public subsidies in our pocket. And almost none of these deals have lived up to their promises. Y'all remember like the Chrysler deal. Remember we had Dave Bing down here and they're going to have 10,000 jobs and they're going to have three shifts for 30 years and it's all going to break even for the public bank. They don't even got half those jobs. So look, jobs are good. But the public trough, when it goes broke, we're screwed. Without the public guaranteeing profit, these deals would never have been done in a functioning market economy. And so who loses? You lose. I lose. School kids lose. Brian loses. The have a little bit, that used to haves, the have-nots, they now have even less. And with the downtown bubble bursting, be warned. Ask Peggy. They find ways and places. They're coming for more. So, here's what we did this week. They're trying to hustle you. Like, look, man, the, the economy's in the shitter. They're trying to hustle you. Like, everything's good downtown. So, me and Brian. We decided to, you know, take a look at these deals and look at the reality, and we came up with, uh, I haven't seen it. Do we have it? Yeah, we have it. Okay, let's roll that tape. Well, there it is, the Phantom Skyscraper. 
part of a $615 million project downtown for Dan Gilbert with your money, public money. Three floors and some elevator shafts. I ran into my old friend Gus the other day. I wrote a story about him a few years ago, him and his invisible dog, Timmy. He was going to the government office to apply for a disability check. And who's more disabled, may I ask, than a guy with an invisible dog? You still haven't got the disability? No. You went in there all homeless, yeah. broke, broke, schizophrenia? Yeah, still taking my schizophrenia pills. HIV? Yeah. yeah. And then you yeah, couldn't yeah. get on, you couldn't get on the disability? No. But I, uh, not yet. But I'm still, my lawyer got things in process. Your lawyer? Yeah. His name is Josh Moore. How does, how does Josh get paid? I don't know. <laughs> they deal with people with HIV. Oh. Yeah, the hustle's the hustle. Mm -hmm. Back then, the economy was booming. Construction cranes jammed the Detroit skyline. Virtually everyone subsidized with public dollars. But it wasn't booming for guys like Gus or Timmy or children whose schools were infested with rats. Then came COVID. And today, more people go without food, are foreclosed, put on the street, and are looking for government help. So we decided to see how these publicly backed mega projects are going. Are they starving? Are they hungry? First, we went downtown where the Gilbert skyscraper is supposed to be. It broke ground four years ago. I'm serious though, look at this. It's three fucking dudes, it's one o'clock, and it's three dudes, four dudes. How you, how you gonna make a skyscraper with only two peoples? <laughs> For the last, all summer long I've been seeing this. It only been four or five workers, you know? Right. Yeah. It's real easy when you don't gotta pay the public back. And we got three floors. That's all we got? All that money into this? We gave millions in property and incentives for the redevelopment of the Book Tower. Still empty. Millions more for the Monroe Block. Nothing happening. We gave Fiat Chrysler almost a half billion dollars in land and tax breaks. The company and the mayor promised 10,000 jobs. Today, there aren't half that. And there goes our tax base right across the line and the mayor's acting like a 10% bump in the murder rate is business as usual. And remember the hockey arena? We chipped in hundreds of millions for that one. So where's the city within a city the Illich organization said they'd build? Where's all the apartments they promised us? I can't tell, I don't see them. That's 700 million for schools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's the schools? <laughs> I did a TV story about the arena a few years ago. When billionaire owner of the Red Wings, Chris Illich pitched a bitch, station management pulled the story from the air. I've still got it. Here's part of it. And now that new hockey arena is coming. Total cost? About $800 million if you include the interest, and you can't forget the interest now. Most of the stadium will be financed with public money. Diverted property taxes that are supposed to go to, wait for this one, public schools. Now in the meantime, the Illich family would get to keep all the revenues and rent the stadium for zero dollars a year for 95 years. We don't have enough money for books, but who the hell doesn't love hockey? S-A-N-D-Y, Barua, B-A-R-U-A-H, CEO, Detroit Regional Chamber. Sandy Barua heads the Regional Chamber of Commerce. When big business wins, he says, 
we all win. I'm thrilled that the Little Caesars Arena uh, is there because it gives us an asset, it gives us a draw uh, for, for the city, for people to come, and it replaced nothing with something really spectacular. In order for the city to break even in terms of income taxes on its investment in the hockey arena, it would have to create $1,500 million a year paying jobs. Yeah, I'm not going to, as a dyslexic person, try to do math in front of you right now. But that's for reading. That's not for math. Dyslexia. Fair enough. It seems nobody around here can count. The downtown Book Cadillac Hotel is broke. The owner said he can avoid default if we, the taxpayers, guarantee him $30 million in property tax breaks. But why should we lose? Why not let it go into foreclosure? Let someone else buy it on the cheap. That's how capitalism is supposed to work. $30 million and all I got is the clothes on my back and this 10-speed bike somebody gave me. And I, I could use it. Can I get a job at the place or something? Can I, can I get hired? <laughs> I just need a job. I got valid ID, social security card, still homeless, can't get a job, but they spend 30 million on that. And only a slight record. Mm. No felonies? I have, I have seven felonies, but they're all in my past. I did all the time that I had to do. I paid my restitution and everything and still can't get a job and we got to deal with stuff like this. I'm sleeping outside and they got a place for me to sleep right here across the street. Things are thin out here and people's teeth are starting to show. We guarantee profits for factories, arenas, and hotels when we don't have money sufficient for schools, housing, or police. Something's got to give. You have the people that that's down and out. You know, give them jobs. Give them some opportunities to, to do something with their life. Now, I'm no bleeding heart, but maybe it's time to defund the billionaires. Time to wean them from the public tit. Maybe then we'd have enough milk to nourish human beings without printing money we don't have. I'm the only one in the world with a visible dog. He's fucking humping me, dude. Dude, he's humping me. This is not a vagina. Come on, Timmy. This is a Come knee. On, Timmy. Timmy. Oh, damn. God, Timmy, man. Well, he's humping me, brother. Hey, he wants something. <laughs> yeah, I know he wants something. <laughs> he wants something. <laughs> Yes, Timmy, it's gonna be okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy. Tell that hound dog, stay yeah. off of that right there. I live in Detroit, too. Do you agree with what I said in that piece there? A little bit more? Yes. Public money for the public. Instead of guaranteeing a rich man makes a profit. Yeah. You know, you in business, the whole thing is risk-reward. The riskier, right, the more chance you lose... But if you don't, you make more money. I don't know why we're like one of the only places in America where it's not a free market. I'm no bleeding heart, but you're my brother. And Gus is my brother. And those children are my children. Is that weird? That, I guess that's what I was saying on Facebook last night. I, I, I am an asshole. So I try to be a good one. I, I care about you, man. I don't think you're an asshole. I said that yesterday, Charlie, that you're not an asshole, that I pray for you anyway, and I'd come and visit you. <clears throat> Brian, is that Holy Ghost thing working a just a little bit? <laughs> you feeling a tingle uh, down there? My head. My, yeah. <laughs> it's still, still manifesting itself. <laughs> 
Yeah, boy, and pretty soon that uh, that super illich city within a city going to manifest yeah, itself, right. too. Um, yeah. I don't know. What's going to come first, like the new illich hockey city or Brian's going to walk? Well, when I'm up and walking, I'll come visit you. Yeah, we'll play some hockey. Yeah. Who the hell doesn't like hockey? That sounds good. Okay, listen, before we go, just a, l- a little quick news, folks. And the news brought to you by the bricklayers and allied craft workers, a local too, who need skilled bricklayers and caulkers to help build and restore these projects that are limping along throughout Michigan. Want better pay? A real pension plan that won't run out? That the government don't got its hands on? Fully paid health insurance plus a $2,000 signing bonus? The demand for skilled trial trades is at an all-time high. Don't wait. Because they have apprenticeships and free training opportunities for those looking to get started in a career. Start building your future now. Go to bricklayers.org and join Click and uh, Click Join. Yeah. Yep, right in the middle of the site. It's my dyslexia. Your math dyslexia? I can't do math. Oh, that's right. What? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. It was incredible. He walked right into that, too. What the fuck? I can't. Lame excuse. I can't do. Okay, let me explain that real quick. Here's how the city, you know, pays 20, takes 20, takes 20 million dollars in property tax downtown and, and pays for that arena. That 20 million could go to schools. Mm-hmm. Because that 20 million doesn't go to schools, you and Escanaba, Royal Oak, White Lake, uh, Lansing, you make up the difference for Detroit. So you are also subsidizing this guy. So here's how you break even. Well, we've got jobs. Okay, well, there's a 2% income tax in Detroit. So you'd have to create 1,000 jobs paying $1 million a year. To make up. To make $20 million. We didn't get 1,000 1, jobs a year. And you want to know what they pay? Remember the kid goobering in the pizza? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Remember they that pay. Dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what they Great. pay. It's just bullshit. Fix the shit and get Brian back home. End of that story. Now your news. Hit me with the... Breaking news. This is what I'm hearing. This is not guaranteed. I told you last week I did some more looking into it. My sources tell me those uh, long-term care facilities where Brian's laying in, that that death toll from COVID is higher, could be appreciably higher than what's being reported by the Whitmer administration. Wow. If it's not, we'll let you know, but that's the preliminary word hmm. I'm hearing. This. Why is it taking so long? Because somebody's actually doing the job that should have been done in the first place. Hmm. Instead of the press conferences by Zoom where, you know, handpicked questions from handpicked reporters, nobody questioned it. We did. We'll bring it to you soon. I'm keeping track Stay of on it. Them. Yeah. The, the total COVID death toll could be higher, just like in New York, they underreported it. Next one, little breaking news. Sources confirmed to the No Bullshit News Hour that former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder is in fact raising funds for a super PAC promoting the candidacy of James Craig, the former chief of police. Yes, the man inextricably and horribly linked with Flint is now trying to get the former police chief of Detroit, elected governor. I don't know, but I don't think this is going to play in Genesee County. Yeah, I'm Genesee County, one of them swing counties. I don't think they'd want to hear from him at all. I mean, you're basically looking at Oakland, Livingston, and Genesee. 
I don't know if I was y'all. I, and you know what? A lot of these long-time donors, a lot, the Republicans are behind anybody that's going to win. Sure. But not all of them are into Rick Snyder because Rick Snyder famously came out yeah. and backed Joe Biden. That mm -hmm. doesn't really fly with the country club set. So hmm. that's interesting. I told you about Border Patrol. Okay. And finally, I didn't... Yeah. I was ready that time. <laughs> but I didn't bring my business. I got a letter from the unemployment office. Basically, they said, <clears throat> your claims for 2021 have been denied. Except I haven't put in a claim for 2021. <laughs> well, so it's good that you denied it. But here's the bright side. My repayment... For the unemployment benefits that I did not didn't receive get, yeah. have been waived. Oh, all right. Cool. So I don't have to pay what I repay what I didn't fucking get. <laughs> oh my god, what a disaster. What is this? Everything's a freaking disaster. <laughs> and probably had to spend time on it too of all oh things. Oh my too, god, no the nursing homes, the unemployment. Oh, Jesus. Bureaucracy. Okay. Are we done here? I'm breaking out in hives. Pray for me, please. <laughs> Karen, are we done here? <laughs> No, we're not done here. We oh, may no. be done today, but we're not done here. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of conversation to be had. There's a lot of awareness to be brought to a lot of things. So, sure, we can wrap up today, but we'll be back. Oh, and there's a lot of street fight to be done. It's more than just conversation. Now it's a war. Thank you, Peggy Campbell. You're very welcome. Thank you for having us on and helping us uh, educate people about what's going on. And thank you, Brian Woodward. You're the man, brother. All right, thank you, too. Okay. And people ought to sit down with their auto agent and uh, ask them what what are they really going to pay for. Good advice. All right, man. Try to love one another. Next week. See you, Karen. I'm not.